This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the third Sunday of the year, the 22nd of January. I'm sure that we've all seen the media coverage of the inauguration of the 45th President of the United States, the reactions surrounding the election and the character of the new president perhaps bring to mind the word Marmite. What the whole scenario shows us is how the ideology and influence of one person can bring a nation together or can divide them. Obviously, in the person of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, those who saw and heard him recognised something radical. As he went through the towns of Palestine, teaching and preaching a new doctrine, not a political or human agenda, but words which contain the truths and promise of eternal life, not happiness and greatness here, but hereafter. When a charismatic leader propounds a message which is attractive, people will feel compelled and motivated to go with it. The Apostles did this as the Gospel very succinctly explains to us for this Sunday. He called them and at once they left everything and followed him. You have to be very convincing for someone to do that. And by the end, they were so utterly convinced of the truth of his new and radical teaching that they gave their lives for him. There are lots of people in history and in the world today who are prepared to sacrifice their lives for a cause they believe is right. But not all of these causes are true causes or right causes, as we know. In the course of history, there have been a number of charismatic leaders who have been able to convince others to follow them by the power of their message. Many such people have and are still prepared to give their lives for a cause that is not just, that is violent, and that is a message of darkness. What the word of Jesus does, and what the Christian message teaches, is how to move mankind from the darkness of falsehood into the light of truth. World leaders can come and go, but the word of the Lord lasts forever. When our Lord called his first apostles, he didn't say, come and follow my teaching, or I have a great plan for the world, or I'm going to radicalise you. What he said was, follow me, and I will make you into fishers of men. So there must have been something incredibly attractive and beautiful about the very person of Jesus that made them want to down tools and go after him in the way that they did. It's what the saints call falling in love with God. It's what the saints did perfectly. It's what every generation of faithful Christian has tried to do, and it's what we are called to do also. The cost of following Jesus of discipleship is the same in any era, or at least it should be. It's a cost which asks for nothing less than everything. I sometimes muse that although today we are perhaps not, at least at the moment, directly threatened by the persecution that our ancestors suffered in the 16th and 17th centuries in England, but will we ever bother to test the strength of our faith when the demands seem so comparatively easy for us? The sobering thought is, maybe not. One reason why the Church loves to keep alive the memory of our saint martyrs is precisely to remind us 
that the cost of discipleship is how we come to be here today. We list the names of the apostles, the first witnesses to the truth in the Eucharistic prayer, as well as the names of the men and the women martyrs of the first centuries. We ought to love hearing their names because it's thanks to their witness that we can know and love God all these centuries later. It's rather like if someone has saved your life, you'd want to keep telling others their name and what they did for you and the debt, the very great debt that you owed them. We can perhaps be grateful that we don't live in parts of the world like Syria or North Korea, where our courage and tenacity would be severely put to the test. At least I'm grateful as I hear of activity and atrocity after atrocity committed against the faith. I'm thankful that God has spared me or maybe deemed me too weak to endure such similar sacrifice. None of us, thank goodness, is called upon to do anything like what they are suffering. But I do so identify with those sentiments of St Thomas More, who before his trial and execution declared to his family, worry not about me, this is not the stuff of which martyrs are made. And yet when the moment came, he was ready. Are we ready? Let us ask Mary each day to give us the desire to live always in the light of the faith, the courage to move back into the light at those moments when we find ourselves enveloped by darkness and the grace to follow Jesus at all costs. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, direct our actions according to your good pleasure, that in the name of your beloved Son, we may abound in good works through Christ our Lord. Amen.